are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by the Locker Room app. The Locker Room app is free, audio-only social media platform for all sports fans. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store and enjoy the fun. Once again, download the Locker Room app. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and I'm glad to have you back. Hey, TGIF, fun times right now, especially if you're a Spurs fan. Uh, without DeMar DeRozan and even without LaMarcus Aldridge, the situation down two All-Stars, Spurs are winning. Yeah, they're and they're winning in grand fashion. <clears throat> Bulls blowing a 20-point uh, lead over San Antonio. We're going to be discussing that. What went right for San Antonio in their come-from-behind win versus the Bulls on the road? Much, much more, including the latest, the latest rumblings uh, between the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, and if he's going to be traded or be simply bought out. To do that and more, I'm joined by Joe Garcia. He is the host of... Two Shots Podcast. Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And Joe, I got, I got a bone to pick with you. Sometimes you're a little pessimistic when it comes to the silver and black. No, I have to be. I got to be realistic, man. I'm I'm the realist, man. I don't live in fantasy land, you know? I, wait, wait a minute. I thought, you know, hang on. Now, before we hit record, you did say you, you wanted to do a little apology that you wanted to own up to the fact that you counted out the Spurs versus Chicago. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie. You know, that first half, they played horrible, especially in that first quarter. And when they went down by 23 points, I left them for dead. You know, as did a lot of a lot of other Spurs fans. Let's be honest. I even called myself out on Twitter. You know, I said <laughs> I even I did. I did. You go look at my Twitter uh, Twitter line, and I put myself out there, and I said, "Hey, who else was the one uh, will left the team for dead?" And I'll be the first one to call myself out. And then other fans were honest and said they did too. You know, so sorry. I, I doubted them. You know, they made a miraculous comeback and. You know, I was sorry for, for not believing in them. All right. Well, let's talk about what the young Spurs did without Aldridge, obviously, and, of course, without DeMar DeRozan, who's still out due to personal reason. Joe, I mean, I think we can just forget about the first half, which was atrocious, and they could not find the, the – they couldn't shoot the ball. They couldn't throw the ball in the ocean that first half. I mean, their shooting was just horrific. Yet no production out of Derek White. The only, this I never thought I'd say this on Lockdown Spurs. The only guy that was showing up for them is on defensive end and the offensive end was Jakob Pertl. Uh, but in the second half, they rallied. They came to play. I think the best way to sum up the second half was they were not soft because that's what Derek White said after the game. He said they played soft to start the game. Joe, what went right for San Antonio in that second half versus Chicago? They decided to to grow a pair, Jeff, and play defense. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that's what it was like in the first and second quarter. Derek White was white was right. He was saying, I mean, they were soft. They just didn't look uh, quite themselves. They were a step slow. They were making too many defensive mistakes. You know, they weren't consistent. And, and another thing is not being able to knock down any shots. It has to be one of those things that just sucks the air out of you. You know, <laughs> you're just defeated. But in the third quarter, they started playing better defense started knocking down some shots, starting to find a rhythm. Same thing happened in the fourth quarter. I think the fourth quarter, Jeff, was their best defensive showing of this uh, game against the Bulls. Yeah. They put the clamps down. I think uh, the guard play in particular was really crucial uh, to them 
getting this lead or getting the lead and not only getting the lead, but sustaining it and building upon it in that fourth quarter. I mean, tip your hat to DeJounte and also to uh, Derek White. They, they did, they did a great job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we cannot continue talking on this episode of Lockdown Spurs without giving Jaka Pertle his due. I mean, he really came to play versus Miami, getting it done. Uh, after the game, Derek White called him a beast. You're seeing him kind of turn the ta- turn the turn the corner, so to speak, as the season continues. You know, he, what was the biggest knock on him that he's only you know plays defense, and that's it, which is great. You know, you need that uh, you know for the Spurs, but offensively. He's been coming along lately, you know, scoring double figures. And he's not dropping 20 or more points, but he's giving you 10, 11 points, a little bit more on the consistent side, Joe. Your thoughts on Yaka Pirtle? Yeah, exactly right. And one of the things that really stood out at me on the stat line wasn't the points and it wasn't the, the, the 16 rebounds that he had. How many personal fouls did he have for the game? You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the stat line right now and I'm like, Yaka Pirtle only had one? personal foul mm-hmm. i was really surprised by that that shows a lot of yeah, growth as a player clean. yeah he's playing clean 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 basketball great defensive uh, uh basketball where he's not mm-hmm. over committing he's being uh more mindful of his position out there you know not falling for the trickery you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, falling for the bait the pump fake you know uh right. he's staying with this man playing smarter basketball and it just, it's showing, you know, the last two games, mm-hmm. what did he have? I think, was it 14 points the last game? And then he had 20 in this one. And then he had double digits and both points and rebounding. So you can't say mm-hmm. enough good things about Yakup. I mean, when everything else yeah. was going wrong, he was the only thing going right. And it's odd yeah. that we're saying that he led the team in points. How strange is that? Yeah. That, that is very strange, but you like to see it continue that way because I wouldn't mind seeing an, an additional offensive threat on that court, especially in the paint with the loss of LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, you're kind of thinking, okay, where the Spurs are going to get some paint production on the offensive end with LMA for all intents and purposes gone. Well, hopefully Proto can do that now. Of course, yes, that was against a Chicago team, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, soft in the middle, you know, well, you got to add that in there. But if it allows Proto to get a boost of confidence moving forward because they'll next play Cleveland later on tonight. Uh, you know, hopefully he'll continue that, uh, that rhythm, that mojo to get the Spurs over the hump because they got a back-to-back set tonight at Cleveland and they play tomorrow versus the Bucks. But yeah, I mean, Jacopo deserves a lot of tipping of the caps from Spurs fans. Let's, let's go to a little bit more stats before we uh, move on to our next uh, topic here. Joe, 39 to 19. That's what the Spurs did in the fourth quarter. Not only did they put the clamps on the Bulls, holding them to just 19 points, they got it done offensively with 39 points. And as much as uh, Jacoperto was the hero of the day, you look at that box score and, again, balanced scoring. Lonnie Walker, 11 points. Keldon Johnson, 14 points. Derek White, he snapped out of it in the second half, 17 points. DeJounte Murray, 14 points. Off the bench, you had Patty Mills with additional 14 points as well. You see the balance scoring, and you're like, you know what? This young team is starting to find their own now, and they're doing it in the last four games without DeMar DeRozan, Joe. You're seeing them develop and becoming what everybody was hoping they'll be, a team made up of young guys that are finding their own, being on the same page, getting it done on both ends, this is the development that we all wanted to see, didn't, uh, didn't we, Joe? 
Yeah, we did. You know, one of the things that I'd like to point out, too, is the fast break point discrepancy. San Antonio for the game had 17 fast break points, while Chicago only had four. And I think most of those fast break points came in that third and fourth quarter, uh, where the Spurs finally started playing better defense. We saw some blocks. We saw some steals. And more importantly, the Spurs were making better decisions with the ball in transition, uh, finding the open man uh, in transition, in rhythm. You know, we saw some, you know, really easy layups there, floaters, you know, backdoor cuts. I believe there was one that, in particular that stood out at me. Patty Mills moving without the ball. He coming, you know, back door. They found him, dished the ball to him, got an easy two. That's what you want to see because they're turning that defense into offense. And I think this team is finally starting to figure out that their bread and butter is going to be them in transition in that open court, you know, on the fast break. That That's where they're really dangerous because they have a young core that can really get up and down the court, use that speed, use that, use the athleticism, and most importantly, Keldon Johnson, the Mustang, using that big body just to mm-hmm. impose his will in the paint. I mean, he he at times, I think he had like two or three points in a row. He converted two or three times in a row, should I say, in the paint just by imposing his will on the opposing team. And there was one time in particular where he had two defenders on him and he was in the low post. He got caught in, a, in an awkward position. And all he did was just go straight up and just nothing fancy, just a high arcing shot off the glass went in I mean two points is two points you like the decisions that the young core is making Jeff and I'm excited to see them grow Uh, and that's what we're seeing right now growth from them now they're what I like about what's going on is that they're getting it they're getting it done on the defensive end if you look at the last two games Joe this is crazy in today's NBA today's era in the NBA the Spurs defense has held two teams to under 100 points. Detroit, 99 points. And of course, the other day versus Chicago, 99 points. That's unheard of in today. Usually if you say you held a team to 110 points, you're doing a good job. We'll continue our chat uh, with Joe Garcia of Two Shot Podcast in just a moment. But I want to talk to you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Hey, football may be over, but you got the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL. Well, they're in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag, to use your mobile device uh, to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code LOCKEDON. But to hold a team to under 100 points, I don't care if it's the worst team in the league or the best team in the league or just the middle team. The fact that with today's era being so offensive mindset for them to do it, that's just kudos. Joe, your thoughts? No, it is. You know, they're really showing you something. And not only that, Jeff, but in yesterday's comeback win from the Chicago Bulls, the Spurs ranked fourth in in, in comebacks this year amongst all NBA teams this season. Mm-hmm. Their comeback from 23 points down to come back and win the game was the fourth best comeback performance of the season. That's exciting. They they finally found a way to say, you know what? We're not going to lose, even though we played horrible in the first half. They stuck with it. They were just literally, for a better sense of the, of the word, it might sound cliche, 
they were pounding the rock, man. They were getting after it. They just put their heads down, played great defense, came together as a team, mm-hmm. started knocking down shots. And that's what you love because games like this are going to be imperative for the young core as far as their growth. And this builds confidence. And that's what you want to see out of your young core. Them knowing that what they did can translate into the next game, into the next game. Hopefully that works out here with Cleveland, you know, coming up next. Absolutely. All right. You know, all in all, a great win for San Antonio. They'll next face the Cavaliers later tonight in Cleveland. They're still on the the uh, East Coast road swing. They got tonight versus Cleveland. They got tomorrow versus Milwaukee. Reunion with Bryn Forbes. Joe, I know you're looking forward to that, huh, Joe? Good old barbecue. I hope they barbecue him in the paint, man, because I know he can't play defense. Be nice, Joe. Be nice. I am. I, I, I like me some Bryn <laughs> Forbes. He's a good streaky shooter. I'm just glad he's not with the Spurs. <laughs> All right. Well, it's still going to be your you. Hey, by the way, Derek White called uh, Brent Ford's one of his favorite teammates ever. So there's that, Joe. Well, he's I a know, nice he, guy. I, I, are you still wearing your Brent Forbes jersey? Never had one, Jeff. <laughs> I thought I, you told me you did. I don't know why I thought you did. I never had a Brent Forbes jersey. Never had a shirt. Oh, okay. Not Maybe I'm a, getting you confused with somebody else. Yeah. But Not even uh, a card. Not even a basketball card. Joe, Joe doesn't appreciate what Brent Forbes did. Although... Uh, Spurs fans may agree with you, Joe. I, I did. I did like just seeing Brent Forbes come to his own as a Spur, you know, and seeing that development process work for another player. We've seen it before with Danny Green, Forbes, Bertans, um, Boban. Remember Boban went through the process too. All in all, nevertheless, it should be a fun game versus the Bucks. But you know, they got to take care of business tonight versus Cleveland. Hopefully, they can carry over the momentum uh, they had versus Chicago. All right, let's go to shift gears now, Joe, to our next topic. And yeah, you know, it, it's one of those topics that is going to be talked about a lot, whether it's between you, me, Spurs fans, and so many other outlets is what is going on with LaMarcus Aldridge. The latest uh, that came out yesterday uh, via the Miami Herald is that Joe trade talks between Miami and San Antonio went nowhere for LaMarcus Aldridge. Your thoughts. Are you surprised by that? Shocked? Or, you know, where, where, where are you seeing this? Uh, how are you seeing this pan out? I'm not really shocked by this at all. I mean, Miami already made a trade with, uh, what was it, OKC, I believe. So. Uh, yeah, they got Ariza, I believe. Yeah, Trevor Ariza. Uh, yeah. And then they got rid of their, their troubled player. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Tucker. <laughs> so, eh, you know, they made a trade that, that was I guess best suited for for them. So you're looking at LaMarcus and he has that $24 million uh, contract. It's hard to swallow for a team. You know, it's it's hard for them to want to buy into getting LaMarcus for that $24 million. You know, I mean, you're going to have to give up more than one player and you're getting an an aging former NBA all-star who's a shell of himself, can't really play defense and wants a bigger role with the team. Um, it, it's it's going to be hard to unload him. Doesn't surprise me, man. But at the end of the day, I was kind of thinking the same thing you were, Jeff. Buyout, mm-hmm. and it looks like we're trending that way. You know what, Joe? Um, there, by the way, there's more to the Miami Herald report. We'll touch on it in a bit. But circling back to LMA, I I think that's just the smart thing to do if you're another team. I mean, why part with assets? Why give up your second round picks, your first round picks, or just players that you have and go through all that rigmarole? Well, you can just simply see the Spurs buy them out and then take your chances 
uh, with other teams in the buyout market. Don't you think that makes more sense, Joe? It makes a lot more sense, and that's probably what Spurs fans are going to expect. You know, the trade deadline coming up on the 25th is going to be not so much fanfare. I know Spurs fans are like, well, we can get some picks. He's good enough for a second-round pick, or maybe we can get a first-round pick out of him. Why are, are, are why would any team want to do that when all you got to do is just wait till after the 25th and then you can just get him at, at maybe a, a team friendly deal, you know? So watch him go with the contender and win a chip, Jeff. That's all I'm saying. That would be well, the ironies yeah. of ironies, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, he's not going to go to Detroit. He's not going to go there. He's not going to go to Chicago. You know, he's going to put himself in a position where he can uh, at least contend for a title. Watch him so go to the Lakers. Where, you know, well, you know, that's the, that's what's going to, that's the chance that could happen if um, they decide to buy him out. And that's the Spurs problem. And, you know, the, the, the thing that sucks though, Joe, is that the Spurs are going to continue to pay him to play for a contender if they go that route. So you, you, let's just pretend he goes to the Clippers you know, San Antonio puts the bill for the Clippers to use him to play for them in the Clippers uniform. But let's go back to the, the the report, though, Joe. What's interesting, though, is the trade talks went nowhere because Miami has been the strongest, at least reported team that wants LMA. It makes sense. You pair him up with Bam out of Bayou, you know, and you got yourself a nice one-two punch in Miami. Joe, I'm like you. I'm not surprised trade talks went nowhere. Because if you're smart and you got Pat Riley there running the running the show over there, he's going to be yeah. I don't have to I don't have to trade with San Antonio. I can just wait to that and you know maybe I talk to him now you know and see what he thinks you know and maybe they make it happen. Joe, are you surprised though that this is taking a long time? I really thought after Pop made the announcement that LMA was no longer with the team that a deal was already probably be done. I mean you saw Wojnarowski immediately. I mean, after Pop broke the news, tweet out, there's deals already in place, that there's, there's talks already going. And here we are, still waiting to see what's going to happen, buyout or trade. Joe, I got to ask you, you think the Spurs are asking too much for LMA? I think they're asking way too much for LMA at this point in time. You know, you're going to get what you can get. And unfortunately, the Spurs are, are probably finding out right now what other teams are willing to give up to get him. And they're not impressed. You know, San Antonio, we got to question what at what point do we start questioning the, the Spurs front office? You know, I think that should be another discussion for another time. But, Jeff, we talked about this. They did the Paul Gasol uh, deal and they had to buy him out. OK, mm-hmm. they, they get Damari Carroll. That didn't work out for whatever reason. So they decided to buy him out. Yet here mm-hmm. we are again. That was last season with Damari Carroll. Now we're coming into this season with a disgruntled LaMarcus Aldridge, and yet we're on the verge of the team buying out yet another player. What is going on with that? There, there has to be, at some point, accountability for bad decision-making, you know? And unfortunately, I mean, at what point do you do you point the finger at, at the front office for this, you know? Absolutely. And, um, Look, I'm I'm, you're, I'm hoping Brian Wright is doing all he can do to try to get something for LMA before you get nothing. But a buyout isn't completely a bad thing. Perhaps the reason why trade talks went nowhere is because Miami wants to unload a bunch of um, salary and, and contracts that yeah. the Spurs don't want to 
you know, see and don't have to deal with because next season or after the season, excuse me, they'll be sitting pretty financially with a lot of uh, deals coming off the books. I can see that. If that's a reason why trade talks went nowhere, okay, kudos to you, San Antonio. You know, you're preserving your financial health moving forward. Um, but if it's simply because they're asking way too much, if they're asking for like Tyler Hero, Bam out of Bayou, and Jimmy Butler, okay, we'll pump the brakes there, Spurs. You know, for LaMarcus Aldridge, no, don't do that. And we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar, the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Well, now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it's Built Bar Madness. Go uh, to the website, BuiltBar.com, to see today's matchups. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back at their website to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, Joe. I want to say it's simply because maybe in Miami is lowballing them tremendously and you know okay yeah you don't want to make a deal but nevertheless joe you know i i think i know where you're going with this i think you know your answer is you do you think this is going to end up in a buyout it's going to end up in a buyout but wasn't there more to the story too did you already talk about absolutely what? yes no i haven't talked about that yet but i just want to get your last thought you think it's going to be a buyout right? oh yeah and emphatically i'm going to say yes it is going to be a buyout much to the dismay of spurs fans and they're going to be up in arms, Spurs Twitter is going to be, you know, probably burned to the ground when the Spurs <laughs> announce where they, in fact, are going to buy out LaMarcus Aldridge. So be ready, Jeff. The backlash will be swift and strong from Spurs fans. All right. Well, the uh, hits uh, don't stop there. Uh, the Miami Heat, I'm sorry, the Miami Herald also reports that, well, it looks like there'll be no trade between Miami and San Antonio for Rudy Gay. Uh, according to the Herald, According to their sources, excuse me, that the reason why the Heat made the Trevor Reza trade was because of their inability to agree on a trade for Rudy Gay. Now, that's, a, that's another player that has been linked to Miami, that being Rudy Gay. Uh, supposedly, at least again, according to the Miami Herald, that the Spurs, quote, asked for more than what the Heat was willing to give for Gay who was the preferred choice of some internally, sources say. Joe, it sounds to me like the Spurs are really, really trying uh, to maximize the value of Rudy Gay. And look, he's he's very serviceable this year. I mean, he's he proving to still be effective coming off the bench, and maybe that was a pitch. But Joe, once again, if this report is true, it seems to me San Antonio is still coming out thinking that they can swing for first-round picks for these aging veterans. Joe, your thoughts? I think this is the thing with the Spurs, man. It's I think they value their assets a lot higher than what they are worth. You know, I, I understand the the willingness to want to hang on and maximize what you're going to get. But when teams come a knocking and you have aging veterans such as Rudy Gay or LaMarcus Aldridge, you got to look and see what the what kind of deals are presented to you. And and make the best decision. I mean, if you're going to move away from gay, get something mm -hmm. for him if, if, if that makes sense, you know. And you got to be realistic in what I'm saying in, in regards to that. You know, you, you can't realistically go out there and get, I don't know, two first round picks for gay 
It just doesn't make sense. You know, the asking price is too high. It's like if you're going to the the car dealership, Jeff, and somebody's trying to sell you a 2000 Ford Festiva. And just because mm-hmm. it's clean inside and out, but has a ton of miles, doesn't mean it's a good vehicle, even though it might look right. okay. It still might function, but but it's just not quite the car that it was once was maybe when it first came out. That's a, the scenario here with the San Antonio Spurs. I think they have a tendency, Jeff, to just hang on to way too long to some of these veterans. And in the process, they let them go for nothing versus trying to get some assets that can actually help the team for the future. That's why we're kind of in the scenarios that we get ourselves in from time to time. It just, it just doesn't make sense at the end of the day. And again, Jeff, what, what's going on with the front office, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, Spurs fans, you know, they, you know, they have a right to voice their opinion, no matter how bad or how great it is or something in the middle, that's their right. And right now it's not looking good in their eyes when it comes to what the front office is doing now, look, I, I'm not, I'm not in touch with Brian Wright. You know, I've had minimal contact with them, and that's just simply one Zoom conference call he had with media. But from what I can tell, is that there's, this first team is going to do right, and uh, I don't know right now it doesn't mean not look good. You know, maybe it'll come out through another report that Miami was just again, you know, playing hardball for Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, maybe the Spurs you know, genuinely thought that, hey, we're going to ask for, you know, a a late first rounder for Rudy Gay. And, you know, maybe they really thought they could do that. You know, my my point is, is that either way you look at it, whether it be Aldridge or or Gay, it's likely that both will be in uniform after this season, whether that be uh, through the buyout, which is likely going to happen for Aldridge, or simply the contract expires for Rudy Gay. Again, what do those two have in common? An expiring contract. Those are two contracts that are come off the books. Again, I think the Spurs really have it in their head that they need to preserve that money. And, you know, there's another free agent, soon to be free agent, that being DeMar DeRozan. As of right now, he is probably, you know, one, two or three of the best free agents uh, to be this summer. I mean, look, Kawhi Leonard, I know you put it out there recently, Joe, about Kawhi coming back, but he is still the top fish right now, unless he resigns with the Clippers. Would you welcome uh, him back, Jeff? Look, winning cures all. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Winning cures all. Um, And then there's DeMar DeRozan, you know, and I think they're probably going to be the the top two um, free agents to be uh, chased by uh, things. And I think the Spurs, Maybe perhaps want to just preserve money just to toss out DeMar DeRozan and keep him in uniform. Look, I don't think you max contract DeMar DeRozan. You give him something two to three, maybe, with an option. But, you know, I think they want to present, you know, themselves in a good light. And the best way to do that is with money, Joe, and offer DeMar DeRozan a nice contract to stay in San Antonio. Right now, I, I I just see Gay and Aldridge as valuable in the Spurs' eyes, as expiring contracts. Joe, how do you think this all ends out? Do you think, A, Rudy Gay will be traded or he'll just finish out his contract? And then what do you think about LaMarcus Aldridge? Simply a buyout. LaMarcus is going to be a buyout, no doubt. Gay, probably just going to finish out his contract and then move on with another team. Unfortunately, I think his time with the Spurs is at an end. You know, we, we see what he's capable of doing off the bench, and, you know, he still has some value. Unfortunately, if, if they hang on to Tegay at this point in time, 
where are you going to fit Devin Vassell? You know, he who has shown that he is a, a really good player, a good young player. Uh, he needs some minutes. You know, if, if Rudy winds up just, you know, playing to the end of his contract, walks away and finds another team, that would open up the minutes uh, for Devin Vassell to come in and fill that position, you know? So it's not necessarily a bad thing for the Spurs, you know? Devin Vassell is a pretty good, pretty good player, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that he is. Yeah. yeah he's he's definitely morphing into that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny. If you do move gay, I mean, that's four minutes for Vassell and he's proven to be a, a gem. Uh, Joe, before we put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, just want to get your final thoughts on a few news and notes that you may have missed, or maybe you didn't. Um, the uh, Spurs, uh, well, they're Austin Spurs, I should clarify, head coach Matt Nielsen, recently praised Popovich and the Spurs coaching staff for guiding him into becoming a head coach, at least at the G League level. Joe, we always talk about the player development, and we often forget that there's actually coaching development, whether it be Nielsen with Austin or Quinn Snyder with Utah or Budenholzer in Milwaukee. Joe, you think that gets lost in the shuffle sometimes? I think it does. You know, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, it happens, you know, people get lost in the shuffle because of maybe more uh, breaking news, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. coming out there. You know, trade talks around this time are always sexy, you know, so that that's usually takes precedence. But it, it happens, man. Doesn't mean that it's any less important, you know. All right. And one other quick final note uh, before I let you go, Joe. Kenny Smith, the former Houston Rocket. Uh, said on NBA Open Court that Dennis Rodman made the 1995 Spurs the best team in the West. Joe, your thoughts? I think he had a point. Unfortunately, they just didn't look like the best team in the West when it came up against the Houston Rockets. You know, but I yeah, love well, I love this Spurs team, though. I mean, didn't you just love seeing the demolition man out there and Dennis Rodman? Oh, yeah. I mean, Rodman, Robinson, Elliott, Johnson. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that team was deep. That was the year that Robinson won the NBA MVP. Yep. And, of course, we know what happened between him and Dream in the, uh, in the West Finals that year. But it, it just shows you that maybe, just maybe, as much as he was a headache, and, yes, he was a big headache, that Dennis Rodman was impactful in San Antonio. You know, he had his, his career best season averaging and rebounds as a spur. 17, a little over 17. That was his best ever in his career. So um, he definitely brought some toughness. That meant, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Sean Elliott? I didn't mean to say Sean Elliott. No, I said that he had gotten traded. Yeah, he had got traded to Detroit for uh, Rodman. Excuse me if I said Elliott. But yeah, I mean, that was quite the team. But uh, it was to the point where Kenny Smith admitted that the Rockets were cheering when Rodman was not going to play a game in the finals due to conduct detrimental to the team. And uh, Bob Hill benched him. So, um, yeah, there you go. But uh, good good walk through memory lane. But we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What did you think about that spectacular come-from-behind win over Chicago a couple nights ago. What did you see out of the young guys? Is it just another sign that this young core is getting better with each game that they get under their belt? And also, what do you think about the latest uh, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, report that trade talks with Miami went nowhere? And your thoughts on Rudy Gay as well. Joe, where can everybody talk with you? Well, they can find me at Two Shots Podcast. And it's spelled out, T-W-O, Two Shots Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. 
And we just finished dropping a brand new episode, so make sure you check that out. I posted up a little excerpt on the uh, Two Shots Twitter uh, page, so make sure you go and check that out. It was probably one of the funniest episodes that we've ever done, and I entitled it Tigers, Bobcats, and Kawhi. Oh, my. If you want to know why it's named that, check it out. Go check that out right now. And and by the way, Joe, I also want to thank you for not spoiling anything for me regarding this Snyder Cut Justice League movie. I really appreciate you not doing that on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Because at this point of the recording, I have not seen it all. I've only seen part one, one one hundredth (laughs) of the four hour show. So thank you, Joe, for not spoiling it for me. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that to you. But if anybody else hasn't seen it, make sure you go see it. It is quite good. I think you're going to like it. Joe gave it the seal of approval. As for me, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, radio.com, iHeart, the Stitcher. The list goes on and on. And while I have your ear, and speaking of the Locked On uh, NBA Network, I want to talk to you about, well, Locked On Today podcast. You get more sports news in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Basically, it's just all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Once again, that's the Locked On Today podcast. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. So for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Locked On Spurs.